Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies, hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Hey everyone, it's Lexi here. I just wanted to jump in before the episode got started and let you all know that unfortunately, in recording this episode, there were some technical issues that resulted in the audio not being the highest quality. We did our best in editing and post-production, but wanted to let you all know ahead of time, well, because we really value our production quality and we value all of you as our listeners and wanted you to be aware that we know. We decided to release the episode anyway because our guest, Cindy Spiegel, was so gracious enough in sharing space with us and we wanted to make sure that her wisdom and words were still available for you all to listen and learn. So even though we can't control all things, we did our best and hope you all still enjoy the episode. This week, we're joined by Cindy Spiegel, a best-selling author and founder of Dear Grown-Ass Women, a hyper-inclusive community for diverse women. 
Cindy has published multiple books over the past few years, including A Year of Positive Thinking and most recently, her newest book, Microjoy, Finding Hope Especially When Life Is Not Okay. In that book, Cindy shares 50 mini essays about these small moments that have helped her move through the most difficult days of her life. By sharing the micro joys in her life, Cindy invites us all, in whatever circumstance we're in, to slow down, to notice what's in front of us, and be kind to ourselves. And in fact, noticing these micro joys can be a form of self-care and mental health maintenance in a way to bear life's heaviness and stresses a little bit more easy, at least just for a short time. So we're excited to bring Cindy on for this episode to really highlight how we can all leverage micro joys in our day-to-day to live a life in flow. Hope y'all enjoy. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast. Y'all, I, this is just going to be a really special episode and I'm really excited and I'm coming into the space. I'm previewing it a little bit with a whole bunch of joy, a whole bunch of joy. It's been smiles, the sun is shining. And so I hope wherever you are listening to this, even if that's not the weather, you're finding a little sunshine and joy in your day. And we say that because we have an extremely special guest this episode. We have Cindy Spiegel joining us, who is incredible author and just aficionado in so many spaces and is sharing her her depth and breath and joy with us in space today. So Cindy, just thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. It is my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. I've been looking forward to it. Uh, Well, we're really excited for the conversation and everybody knows that anytime we have a guest, I always get ahead of myself. I'm just like itching to get to the conversation, but it wouldn't be the black girl flow if we didn't pause, if we didn't slow down for a second, Mm. if we didn't take a deep breath and check in, do a little pulse check of how we're entering into this space mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever feels relevant. And so I'll kick it to Liv and then Liv, you pass it to Cindy and I'll close this out with that. Love that. No, I'm coming in to this pull track feeling very excited and very just, I don't know. I I have all of the good feels, but I do want to acknowledge that the first part of this week was a rough week. Like I, it was one of those days where just things weren't going the way that I wanted it to go. And there was no sort of trick to kind of help me breathe through it like i literally remember coming home and just air frying three trade joe's hash browns and putting a little bit of jam on the side <laughs> curling up in my bed and watching beef on netflix if you're not watching that show i would highly <laughs> recommend watching that show but it was just one of those days and since then my week has turned around and um I've been keeping a, some of you guys afloat on my creative endeavors. I recently restarted The Artist Way by Julie Cameron, which is like this 12-week program that really helps you unleash your creative energy. And so I'm trying to get back into photography, or I am getting back into photography and uh, learning more about cinematography. So that's been a really cool highlight of my weekend, just following the prompts and doing morning pages of streaming my subconscious thoughts on paper has been really helping me get through this week but it started off rough and now it's almost you know just that time to relax and kick my feet up so I'm feeling really good Mm. Cindy how are you feeling Mm, I well before I tell you how I'm feeling I want to just say Mm. the artist way changed my life so get to it listen you heard Uh it here first get to it I'm a big fan a first 
nothing to tell her that either. So let that be message received. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I am doing so well. You know, it's been a very busy week, and I'm going to make a big announcement tomorrow um, to my community. And so there's there's a lot of different things happening. I am preparing for a trip to go to Israel in a few weeks. So there's all of that. Um, it is nearly 90 degrees here in Montclair, New Jersey, and we have not known what the weather was going to be from day to day. So I am so happy to see sunshine that I just walked myself out, got some ice cream, and then came back to do our podcast. So I'm feeling good. I'm Ooh, feeling really good. That's not that always the case, but this is good. I love that. And what a blessing for us to be able to share space with you before a big announcement. Mm. That's always a fun kind of when when it's all finally culminated. So thank you for sharing space and making time mm. for this conversation even before that. Um, I'm really excited coming into this space again. Very busy, lots of movement around mm. me. And at first I was letting the movement get me caught up, right? You know, when you're thinking about like an outfit, it's like the outfit wore you, you didn't wear the outfit. Yeah, my life was working me. I was not working my life, okay? <laughs> and finally, just really letting go of certain things and coming back to center, even amongst the noise. One, I really love and think that there's so many lessons from nature that teach us that, just like the eye of the storm, there's a calm before it, you know, really finding our center amongst that. And I've found a lot of opportunities to really sit in my personhood mm. amongst the work, which I don't think we get a lot of opportunities to do. And so even earlier today in my day job, as many of you all know, I work too many jobs, um, really had an opportunity to reflect on what land do I come from and what people do I come from. So I'm entering with a lot of gratitude of just I am because a lot of people there are and I'm just very grateful and I'm not losing the vision that a lot of people have held for me. So I feel very grounded right now, mm -hmm. very busy, still the noise, still the movement, but very grounded. So I'm really, I'm really happy about that. So. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> leave it to an Aquarius to just have like the most <laughs> metaphysical like coming of age moment and like a simple meeting maybe just like ah oh, like who am I and where do I come from that sounds so dope and I, I love that well thanks ladies for sharing your pulse check and Cindy we are so excited to get into everything that you are everything that this book is because when I was reading it I was just like wow she is so funny and so like light like like I, I just think of light when I think of you and I think I'm sure when people meet you they probably don't even have a clue of the the grief and the moments that you've been through and how you've gone through them so if you don't mind just sharing your story mm -hmm. and how you came to writing micro joys yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, Micro Joyce has been out in the world for six weeks now. So she's she's a baby. Mm -hmm. um, but Micro Joyce came about in 2020. There, look, look how beautiful she is. And take that cover off. It's, yes. it's even beautiful underneath. But anyway, uh, Micro Joyce came about after 2020. So I'll back up just to say that I wrote a book called The Year of Positive Thinking in 2018. I have always been an optimist. Like from the time I was an itty bitty baby, I was an optimist. 2020 rolled around and the world, we collectively went into a pandemic and isolation. 
And at first it was, I was doing what the internet told me to do. I baked banana bread. I did lots of yoga. I did the things. Uh, my husband and mm. I sat around and, and did nothing. Uh, and then in May, it was May uh, 29th, the same week that George Floyd was killed in the U.S. and Black Lives Matter took the global stage. My 32-year-old nephew was murdered walking to a friend's house. Um, and that turned my world upside down. Within four months of my nephew's death, uh, my mother passed away unexpectedly. Within a month of that, my brother had a stroke and went into cardiac arrest. Uh, and within a month of him coming home, after two and a half months, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So all of that to say that the woman who wrote A Year of Positive Thinking felt like I felt like I no longer recognized myself. You know, after my nephew was killed, I think it's it was so deeply painful and personal that I just remember thinking, I cannot positive think my way out of this. It doesn't matter that, you know, I, I understand how beautiful positive thinking is and that it is there is science behind it. I could not in that moment find anything to be positive about. And I didn't want to. What I wanted to do and what I needed to do was to grieve and to feel sorrow. Mm. Um, and so it was in that time as an optimist that I didn't recognize myself and I thought, what can I do right now? And so there was this moment where I was sitting with my family and we were, this was as we were preparing to bury my nephew and we went through a photo album of his childhood. And we're looking at these pictures of this little kid with these big eyes. Uh, and he was just such a funny child that we all just started laughing. And so mm. there was this moment of holding two very different feelings, right? And so I talk a lot in the book about holding joy in one hand and grief in the other. And that is exactly what happened then, right? It didn't change anything. It didn't bring him back. Um, but what it allowed us was these, this moment of respite to find humor and to find joy even while the world swirled around us. And so I started mm. to talk about that on social media and I didn't fully have a definition, a definition rather. I just was talking about what was on my heart as it was on my heart and how I no mm. longer, at least in that moment, felt like the optimist that everyone had come to know me as. Uh, and the term just stuck. And shortly after folks started DMing me their own micro joys and within... Probably a year um, after my diagnosis, a publisher reached out and said, is this something you'd like to write a book about? And I thought, well, since you're asking, I may as well do that. And so here we, <laughs> and here we are. Wow. What a, that was a lot. A beautiful. What a beautiful story. And I'm so sorry for your loss. And I think oftentimes when grief comes, sometimes there's this compounding effect of mm -hmm so many things it's like yo why can i not catch a break like yeah. all of these things are happening at once and i think that it's so beautiful that you still have found like that, that you've decided to share your joys with the world and that you're changing the way that we frame grief in our in mm -hmm. our heads because i do think the way that grief is shown to us it's like you're grieving and you can't really find room to be happy you can't really That's find right. room to make silly jokes about loved ones that have passed because that's like serious and that's yes. not a matter to be messed with and so the fact that you're like no these two things don't have to be mutually exclusive like we can still 
find a way to, you know, celebrate these really tough times. Yeah. I think that yeah. that's so beautiful. And it's interesting too, because Liv and I in the Black Girl Flow community often talk about the importance for Black women to hold that duality mm-hmm. and that there's a lot of our liberation in that duality and a lot of our healing in that duality. And so I am not surprised that so many people joined you on that journey mm-hmm. because I think that that was something a lot of us were seeking. And I think it gives a little bit of opportunity for us to you know, step out of sometimes the delusion that life is just easy and it's not, it comes with Mm. its challenges. It comes with its roadblocks. It's, it's ups and downs. I often think of it as a river. There's moments of stillness. There's tough rapids. Sometimes you don't Mm. see the branches, the rocks, you know, all of that. So I love that your message seems to kind of cut through that. And, you know, I would ask you to kind of the same thing. Just when you think about this micro joys and how important it is to the healing journey and even your identity you often talk about you know your black identity your jewish identity like Mm -hmm. how do you see these micro joys and kind of how you said you've evolved how have you seen that evolution into to who you are now and and holding all of that yeah it's such a great question um first thing i'll say is i'm going to define micro joys so that it carries me into the this next part of my answer which is micro joys are these easily accessible moments of joy that exist regardless of our current circumstances. And that's really important, right? Because the regardless of our current circumstances means that we can feel sadness and still find moments of joy. We can be moving through a challenging time and still find moments of joy. So, and I talk about this at the beginning of the book that said, my identity, people have been trying to kill our, like kill my people off for a long time on all sides, right? The fact that I am standing here, the fact that I am alive today is because the folks that came before me went through it so that I could be here. And, and they found joy even in the midst of everything, right? Whether it be the Holocaust or slavery, like, listen, what flows through my veins is resilience and grit and also spirit and joy. And so we get a choice at any moment to tap into everyone who came before us and to say, right now, I cannot by myself find the strength to reach for joy, but I know that everyone who came before me did. And so I'm going to tap back into them to, to allow me to feel this thing that maybe I can't grasp right now. You know, and you, you talked a bit about binary. And I say a lot with micro joys, right? Like, first of all, life is not a binary, right? Many things happen at one time. Micro joys are not a binary. Joy is not a binary, right? So there's this big wide gray area that we live in, right? There's and and that that is where the majority of our life happens. And so we've got to be willing and able to find joy there. And and that is what I come from. That is what y'all come from. That is accessible to us always. We just have to remember that and be open enough to see it when it's there. That was like church. I didn't mean to go church on you, but I had to. I I literally, that's what I was like. I'm like, y'all pause and go back and listen to that again Mm. and listen to it every morning when you wake up because that's, that's an invitation. That's really an invitation for us to to step outside of what we see in front of us 
and kind of, you know, dive a little bit deeper into that reflection of what has come before us and what is possible for us mm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I love that micro joys, as you've defined them, as an avenue for us to tap into that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that's helpful too when people can see the difference between happiness and joy. Oh, so, goodness, how yes. have you kind of unpacked? <laughs> the difference is because sometimes people we we actually Liv and I were talking we don't yeah. have a lot of language to understand our emotions and the yeah. depth and complexity of them so I think sometimes mm. people are like yeah how do I not get like I'm not happy how do I experience joy and it getting caught in that binary so how have you untethered those and understood their relationship between the two so, you know, the first thing I'll say is we, in our, in our culture, we do, we have very limited language, right? For what we feel, as you said, and we often conflate joy and happiness, right? We use, we say one to mean the other. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness is temporary. Happiness is often triggered by external things, right? We go, we get that pair of pants we love. I don't know why I'm assuming it's pants, but we get that pair of pants we love and we're happy for a few minutes and then we're not happy anymore, right? That dopamine hit that we get, that, there you go. Yes, you you see, you see, that's happiness. Mm-hmm. Happiness is a beautiful thing, but we live in a culture that often makes us feel as though we should live in that place. Happiness is not a perpetual place. Happiness is a fleeting feeling and it's a beautiful feeling, but it's temporary. Joy, on the other hand, is internal. It is stable. And we achieve joy, if we would call it achieving joy, by constantly allowing ourselves to be in integrity with our heart and soul. Uh, And sometimes being in integrity doesn't mean going to seek out moments of happiness. Sometimes being in integrity means feeling the difficult things. So I often say that we, almost all of us have met someone that is joyful. They don't, you know, they just always look quite content. You know, they maybe don't have a lot of money or a lot of physical or material things, but there is something that emanates from them. That is joy right? That has nothing to do with what's happening around you. And I think of happiness sometimes as this, it, it's very uh, pliable, right? It comes, it goes, it's it's coming in and out. Joy, on the other hand, is grounded in who we are. And that happens after practicing over and over and over again throughout our lives that allow us to be stable, to find joy when we can, to experience moments of happiness, but not to cling to any of it. Happiness, temporary, joy, permanent. Wow. I, my mind is blown. My mind is blown because I think as someone that experiences like the highs and lows of life so deeply, yeah, it can feel like trying to catch a balloon mm-hmm. outside, like, like it's flying away from me. And, you know, I just when you are an optimist and you know the mindful techniques and you're like okay like meditation like going on a walk and and some of those things just aren't hitting the way that they used to hit or it may not it may not fix the the hole or whatever Mm -hmm. the case is in that moment it can literally feel like well what do i do you're just throwing up your hands and i 
really appreciate the sentiment of feeling your feelings and sitting through them because mm -hmm. sometimes that's the only way through that's those really tough moments. And in 2020, we were all forced to have to sit still in those moments, especially meeting someone that graduated during the pandemic. There was so mm -hmm. many things I, you know, we all had to mourn. And would you, if you were talking to someone, you know, that's currently grieving or, you know, is going through the motions of it all, like, would you ever say like it gets easier? No. With and let me, I'll tell you why I wouldn't say that, right? Is because that's me mm -hmm. projecting what somebody else is going to feel eventually. Um, mm -hmm. I think it, it eventually, hopefully, uh, becomes more manageable. There is this visualization mm -hmm. that I saw probably on Instagram that was really helpful when it comes to this. It showed a little black ball in the center and it said, this is your grief right? And then it showed another circle around it. And it said, this is your life. And eventually what happens is your life continues to grow while that grief stays the exact same size. So life happens around loss. Life happens around grief. Life happens around uncertainty. And so it doesn't, that, it doesn't change what is in the center of that circle, but your life expands around it so that things become more manageable. Easy? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe but becomes more right. manageable with time and, and space. And so I, I always like to be really careful with my words when I, because when I say it's easier, somebody else may not feel that way. And then they feel wrong, you know, as if they've Absolutely. done this life thing wrong. So that's what I would say. Right. And that. I, and I do, and I, and I really appreciate you making that distinction. Um, because I do think that you know, just within our culture, we get a lot of things wrong about grief and processing our emotions. And when you hear one person say like, oh yeah, like, you know, I feel lighter after, you know, a certain amount of time. And when you yes. get to that time, you're like waiting, you're counting down the days and you're like, why don't I feel this way? Like, that's right. You know, that the expectation that, that it gets lighter, but I really appreciate that. And hinting on this, on this note, what else do you feel like we get wrong about dealing with tough moments um, within our culture? You know, um, I just think in general, we don't, we don't know how to deal with difficulty, you know? I mean, and I don't think it's about getting it right or wrong so much as we are not public about it, right? We try to hide those difficult mm. moments. And by the way, we're entitled to do that, right? We don't owe our grief or our sorrow or our hardship to anybody for public display. But I think we are in, we are, we keep it in such veiled secrecy that there's this expectation almost that when we go through hard things, it's going to be really fast, right? Because yeah. it's so fast. I didn't even know that happened to her. Like had no idea, mm -hmm. right? And so mm -hmm. because we don't talk about a lot of difficult things and we're, it's starting to shift now, but because we don't often have those conversations, um, there's a real sense of, of cloudiness around what is normal and what is not normal, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the more yeah. we, the, it's part of why it was so important to, to write this book for me about micro joys, because to me, it was like, how can I shift the narrative around joy so that there's not a binary? So folks start to realize that joy can look many different ways, you know, sorrow and grieving can look many different ways. But when we see the same thing over and over again, you know, vis-a-vis -vis seeing people who look happy all the time online, you know, this, this sort of toxic positivity, um, 
it makes it mm -hmm. really hard to know what is normal when we're going through stuff. And it's Absolutely. all normal. Like no one it's wants to be seen. Like, right. 1000%. Like we don't want to show those ugly moments or show yeah. people how deeply, cause it, it's not cute. Mm. It's not mm. cute. To it's other not people. cute. So it's like, you know, it's like, I'm gonna, yeah. It's like you, you, you better go into that bathroom and cry girl. Cause <laughs> you did not start crying during this meeting. You know what I mean? Well, and again, it goes, it goes to our culture. It goes to, yeah. to what we've seen and been mirrored to us. And, you know, it, we would be remiss to say that that didn't come at a cost for people That's who right. came before us, that they didn't have that, that privilege. But if we can redefine that sense of community and space for ourselves, then we can actually reclaim a lot of those emotions. Mm. And I think that's kind of my question to you, to Cindy, of, you know, you've had a very robust and what, you know, reason seems like a life full of light and very colorful. And, mm. you know, you've had expertise in fashion and you've taught and you've traveled and all of that. And, you know, for, you know, women who are still establishing what their life looks like in their, you know, at 20 something, it feels yeah. very existential of expectation to have it all together in you're so eloquently opening those doors and shedding light to your your uh, unraveling and the gracefulness of that and the joy amongst that if you could share you know a hindsight or an invitation to other you know black women or women of color that are navigating this what would what would you want to have been told back in your 20s with what you know now so first of all i love that i love that question um because what I would have liked to hear in my 20s is that I could do all of the things and most things you can fix, you know, like essentially have fun in your 20s, do all of the things, make silly decisions, now not dangerous, but make silly decisions, make last minute decisions, like live your life and enjoy all of it to the best of your ability. Meaning do not take yourself so seriously yet. You don't need to, there will, there will come a time in your life where you have to be serious, but it's not today. Right. And so just allow yourself to play and be silly and, and enjoy life, enjoy all of life. Now I say that as a still, apparently a middle-aged, but young person that has a lot of life ahead of me, but truly I think in my twenties, I, you know, again, I was, I was some, I was a good student. I always did the right things. I wish I had more fun and I did start to have more fun, but in hindsight, you know, it's like, I wish I understood that my twenties were not a time to be super serious. It was good to be a good student, but also loosen up, you know, that, that would have been really helpful <laughs> if somebody told me like, Cindy, it's okay to not be perfect right now. Because I was constantly like, how yeah. could I be more perfect? How could I be more perfect? And instead it was like, I, I wished I asked myself how I could have had more fun. You know, um, mm. nothing that you. Okay, everybody, <laughs> that's the journal prompt for the week, right? How can I have more fun? How can I have more how fun? How can I have more fun? And it, it absolutely is. Um, 
a narrative that often when you ask people where did that expectation of being perfect it's external like we didn't that doesn't come from within which is why sometimes it feels like a race that will never win and mm. it's not you know we get a gold trophy at the end of the day for something yeah. i think we all kind of have a, a moment where we're in our own solitude and we kind of ask ourselves is this even what i wanted for myself so i love that invitation to come back to center and yes. say like are we having fun because at the core of that is really where our passions and our joys are mm -hmm. that when you talk about the being so grounding they don't leave us those joys mm -hmm. don't leave us mm -hmm. and so to think about how we're having fun um i can find so many of the really authentic moments of connection and support in community when i start reflecting on times i have fun mm -hmm. and now i'm thinking i'm probably not having as much fun as i could <laughs> could be in my day to day, but I'm gonna start thinking about that. So I love that offering. Um, and I love that it seems like you're still living into that. And I think that you're absolutely Always. correct. Like we don't stop doing that no matter the number, the age, the whatever. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a commitment and a lifestyle that we can live into. So thank you for that. I'm, I'm just going, mm -hmm. I'm going to say that on behalf of the listeners. <laughs> we thank you for that offering. <laughs> Truly more fun. Yeah. More and fun. I, and, you know, I, I really, one of the main reasons why I really love this book, because, you know, even though it's classified, you know, you could classify it as like a self-help book. There's a section mm -hmm. in the book where you talk about enough and accepting mm -hmm. yourself as you are and accepting yourself fully. And that, like, one of the core values I feel like of this community is truly recognizing that. And I think oftentimes when we read books, we're quickly trying to fix ourselves, yeah. trying to fix the way that we think, mm. think that there's something wrong. So it's like, right. we're going to fix. And I really appreciated that, um, that, that little excerpt. And I appreciate the whole book, but one thing that we really would love to end on is, you know, we love to ask all of our guests, what does flow mean to you? Either being in flow or the word flow, like what do you think about when you think about flow? Mm. That's what I think about, right? Like that's how I feel when I think about flow. When I'm in flow, like nice uh, it's, it's like an exhale, right? Like there's, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of effort in flow. I'm just able to go and do and be and time can go and you can see like there's all windows in my office like the daylight slowly makes its way to nighttime and I'm like oh goodness what just happened because that is the way that I feel when I think of flow you're just in it there's not a lot of effort things are happening but not because you're consciously trying right Absolutely. it's almost like flow comes through us we have to allow it to come through us I love that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. On that note of like having fun, like let it flow, like don't force, mm -hmm. don't force it. You know, I love that. And I know you said that you have a new project or new exciting announcement. And by the time this episode drops, everyone no. will be able to check it <laughs> out. No, everyone will be able to check it tomorrow. out. But are there any other, uh, you know, new projects or where can our community find you right now? Oh, thank you for asking. I totally thought you were going to try and make me spill my secrets. Oh, no. I was like, I'm not spilling secrets. Okay. Yeah, we would not. We would not. We're going to wait. We're going to check up on you tomorrow. Don't worry. Okay. So good. Absolutely. No, thank you for asking that. Y'all can find me on Instagram. That's where I spend more time than I want to. I really don't want to be there that often. And sometimes a step away, but. On my website at Cindy Spiegel, on Instagram at Cindy Spiegel, all over, anywhere. 
anywhere and everywhere. Okay, well, be careful because they'll come. They'll come a walk in <laughs> just to learn more and to check out your book and hear about the special projects. And I'm so excited. And we just thank you so much for offering your wisdom and your insight and your kind of giving us a micro joy in our day today from this interaction. And so I'm excited to hear from the BGF community what highlights for this and how they're thinking about micro joys in their day to day. And so y'all know you can head to all of our social media and check out our YouTube and continue the conversation there. And with that, Cindy, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time and your light and your offering. So Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. And this beautiful community for black and brown women. So good. So good. Y'all thank you. Uh, for having She's me. not wrong. Y'all she's not wrong. It's something <laughs> special for sure. So with that, thank y'all for everything. And we'll check y'all next week. And with that peace, love, blessings. Bye y'all. All right. That wraps up our episode this week. We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the key keys. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.